Wait, is that? Let's we keeping this. This in. is dyslexic four. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> we gotta leave that somehow. Somehow that has to be an outtake. She's like, Rrr. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne, and I'm here with the uh, the very patient Bobby Earhart. Yes. How are you? You're patient with me, anyway, because this is take take five. Are we up to five now? I think on it's the four. intro for the show. Okay, I like I can't it. Count it's either. fun though. You're patient with me, or are you patient with your kids, Bobby? I think if we could combine takes one and four, we'd have an awesome intro. I'm not going to do that. I'm rolling with this one. <laughs> we had a dog barking. We had a clock playing music. We had uh, stuttering. A dog moaning. The dog moaned <laughs> after you yelled at her. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's been a little while since we've done a show, and we will push this one out as quickly as possible after recording it. You know, life has just happened, and it happens to all of us. The podcast is a priority in my life. It's something that I'm excited about. It's something that I love creating with you and with our guests, Bobby. But you know, Sometimes it just takes a backseat to kids stuff or wife stuff or family stuff. There's just a lot going on. The other day I was like, I need to edit a show. Uh, No, I need to do my taxes. And it's been that kind of thing over and over. But uh, here we are, alas. So if this is your first time listening, then you've jumped in at a good time. Um, If you have recently become a listener to the show and you're like, hang on, I thought this was a weekly show or... Did it come out every two or three weeks or am I missing something? No, we've actually gotten a few emails in like that. No, um, we've just kind of dropped the ball a little bit. But don't fret. Don't worry. This was not a, uh, a fatal blow to above average. It's not going anywhere. But it might be on our timetable instead of the calendar's timetable every now and then. Do you think I should I be surprised that you, being a father of five, have a tough time finding time to do a hobby like this? <laughs> It, man, in all honesty, in all seriousness, it's priorities, right? I know, I know. And, I mean, I'm I'm joking, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I do, I do. And I made it a priority for the first year, and we churned out 30-some episodes. And it was awesome. It was great, and I really liked being on kind of a regular schedule. But now, year two, if somebody finds out about Above Average, they've got a whole back catalog. They've got, you know, 30 hours of content or whatever we created to go back and listen to. And then from that point on, you know, if we come out with an episode every two or three weeks, here's where we're at. At some point, maybe we'll move back to that that weekly schedule. I don't know. Um, it's something that's, you know, uh, I'm pretty passionate about. But at the same time, I'm also much more passionate about my family and my kids and apparently doing taxes. <laughs> and laundry and making sure your wife stays sane. And we could go on and on. We could. We could. But we won't because we're here to talk about something super important. Bobby, you said you just mentioned yes. that I've got five kids. You've got four kids. The Earhart's are a family of six. And how big is your house? Let's talk about house size today. How big's your house? Um, I sh- I was thinking about this while we were preparing. I think we're at like twenty four sixty or something like that. Nah, n- nothing, obviously, nothing amazingly huge, but yeah, it fits us. It works for us. There you go. Um, Out of that, how much space would you say that you need? That's a tricky question. It's kind of a loaded question. Need, yeah, you know, need if you go there. Um, 
I can say we use all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, you know, I, that's a good, it's a great question. I feel like you put me on the spot, which is good. I'm sure we could get away with less. Yeah, it, but um, to be honest, I mean, I would have a super hard time answering that question too. Our old house was 2,200 square feet, and we're at like 2,604 yeah. or something. Uh, so it wasn't a big change. I mean, you say 400 square feet, it's 400 square feet, but it's all about layout too. We're going to talk about a lot of that stuff today. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about you know what we need versus what we want, the ideals versus the realities and all that stuff. Um, one thing that kind of spurred this discussion was I heard about this this movement or this, it was a blog, it was a website, it was a Facebook thing. And it actually had some decent traction and it was called Big Family Tiny House. And it was a family of five. They had three kids. And you've probably heard about this tiny house thing, right? Have, I have haven't, heard about no. it. It's no, where people, tell me. usually single people or just a married couple or something, instead of saying, okay, we have to have the 3,000 square foot house or we have to have the 1,000 square foot cool, hip, awesome apartment. No, we don't need any of that. We're going to live in like 300 square feet or 500 square feet. And it's this this kind of movement. I think there's even a reality show about it. I haven't seen it, but I've just heard of it. But it's this tiny house thing. And this family in particular, and I guess we would call them above average, right? They've got three kids. Yeah. Um, they wanted to move their family into this tiny house reality. And so what's tiny? How do, you def- how do you define that in their case? They were wanting to go from their 1,800 square foot house. It's a decent size, right? Yeah. Especially for a family of five, that works. They wanted to go from 1,800 square feet to 500 square feet. Sheesh. 100 square feet. So that's like a, what, a 10 by 10 square for each member of their family to live in. And that's it's interesting. Wild. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm not going to judge it uh, one way or another. Uh, I didn't really dig into the website a whole, whole lot, but it was just the concept that made me think, huh, we could talk about this on Above Average. And to be honest, this family, they stopped updating their website and their social media and all that a while ago. So I have no clue if it ever panned out or if they just said, you know, this isn't what we want to do. Or maybe they actually did it and they were crazy and they bailed. (laughs) They said, it's a good thing we didn't sell the house. 500 square feet is not going to work. I don't know. But the idea kind of, was the springboard for, hey, what if we talked about this on the show? Because yeah. with an above average family, and again, if this is your first time listening, the way we define above average around here, it's based on our family size, right? The average American family has about two and a half kids. So if you got more than two and a half kids, you're above average the way that we define Or you're it. thinking about having more than two and a half kids, or you yeah, grew or up you... as two as more than two and a half siblings, yeah, yeah. whatever, yeah. So it's all about that large family stuff. Don't confuse us with maybe the extremely large people, the people who have 15, 16, 17 kids, because I can't, I can't even come close to speaking to that. If you've got eight kids, I'm probably in that realm. Like, I get it. I'm not there yet with five kids. But I'm, we might someday, who knows? But it's not the, you know, it's not on the larger side. They're never going to make right. a reality show about our family. But oh, man. Would that I was work? Just, I was, I was, I had plans for this. Go on. Well, you know, we're going to put gonna you, gonna put you on the spot. Go for it. No, I was going to film you guys. I was going to do the Osborne, the Osborne Fab Five or something. <laughs> There's actually a reality show already called The Osbournes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, I was going to make it a playoff of that. Exactly. It was going to be in quotes. <laughs> uh, I was going to let you pretend to be Ozzy every so often. Oh, man. I, I need to work on my Ozzy impression. But anyway, <laughs> the reason that we're talking about this stuff on Above Average today, I guess the why is obviously house size. Come on. It affects all families. It's not unique to us. 
Um, but like most episodes we do, this topic actually does affect us in a unique way. More people in your family equals more traffic, more noise, more muddy shoes, more everything happening in your house. So do you need more size? Do you need more square footage? Do you need more yard? Do you need more, more, more in that when it comes to buying your house? So I would say, Bobby, whether you're saving up for a down payment or buying your first house, or you know you're quickly outgrowing your current house, this show's for you. I mean, this is we can make this relevant to all those situations, right? Right on, yeah. But I would say it's not for those of you who are already in your forever home, who are in your dream house. Stop listening now, or this might make you think about moving. Or maybe you think you are, and in three years you'll have two more kids, and you're like, whoa. Oh, we got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot to be said for, um, I guess, stacking the bunk beds three or four deep in a single room, like having your kids do that. We we actually talked about that on another show. And so we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, But I guess first a disclaimer, obviously what works for me and what works for Bobby, those might be two separate things. And so what works for my family of seven may not work for somebody who's listening, who's got a family of 10. But I think some of these concepts are going to apply pretty much across the board. Yeah. And I think it's important to just, even from a disclaimer standpoint for us to mention that, you know, we're capable to, we can live outside ourselves. We know there are people in the world that live with like nothing, you know? So when you said, what do you need earlier, Lance? I was like, well, does he want me to go there? Because need is like, you know, you know, food, shelter, clothing, transportation, you know, and can we all live and survive? You know, I, I know you didn't mean for that, but I just, I think we should make a disclaimer to understand that, you know, we're talking kind of to the, the average middle class, I guess, family, if you will, you know, I, I hate to use the class system, but yeah, just a disclaim there. Yeah. But that's kind of, that's kind of where we're that's, at. That's yeah, what oh, our sure. assumption no, is, is anyway, with the, the people that we've talked to, you know, there's a lot of assumptions happening on my part and happening on Bobby's part of what our listenership looks like. And it's just based off of those conversations that we have with you guys, whether it's on the Facebook page or the people who email in Twitter, any of that. Um, but our assumption is, you know, it's man and woman, they, they had a little like baby, us. they had more yeah. babies. And next thing you know, they've got a big old family. And yeah, it could that's, be because that's our assumption. it could be just because it happened. It could be they were planning on it from day one, but it's usually not the situations of, uh, I talked about a specific one in a recent episode where a younger lady, I think in her twenties ended up adopting six boys. And it's a really, really cool story, but that's, oh, wow. that's kind of out of the realm of what we typically talk about. Now I would say still 80% of our episodes would relate to her. But when I talk about things like date night, that may not relate to her. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So let's talk but about she could few. relate to it. What do you mean? I think she, you know, she could have an understanding of that. If she were to listen to the show, she'd be like, oh yeah, date night. That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's, it's not going to be super relevant when we talk about maybe the last episode that we did where we talked about putting your, your marriage in front of your kids. Right. So right, some of that understood. stuff it does shift a little bit. Anyway, uh, I, I digress. I don't want to too much. Um, but like I said, we did talk about bedroom arrangements. We even called it, a, there was a silly title on it called, Do You Even Need Beds? It was episode 16, uh, came out in July of 2015. Maybe go back and listen to that if this one interests you. Um, also in that episode, we talked about another episode that we did called The Clutter of Stuff, which is all about getting rid of stuff and paring things down and organizing and that kind of thing. Um, 
But what we're talking about today, while it's related to those two kind of tangents, it's not necessarily about that. We're going to talk about three things in this episode. One, kind of space and square footage in general. Uh, number two, ideal layouts for big families. And the third, my favorite, I'll get really excited when we get to number three, the yard. How does the yard impact all this? So again, yeah. whether you're you're in the market and you're looking for your first home or you're looking to upgrade or change or move for whatever reason, whether it's a job stuff or you just want more space for your family, um, I think some of this stuff is going to be relevant to you guys. So uh, let's, let's kick off with number one, uh, space and square footage. Uh, I guess first, you should probably know where I'm coming from. Like I said, our house is about 2,600 square feet. Um, we've got four bedrooms, two and a half baths. And the way that it works for us is that we use three of the bedrooms, obviously one for the master, one for the girls uh, that the two girls are in, and then one for the boys that the three boys are currently in. And then the fourth bedroom is a playroom, and we use our formal living room as an office. So that's where the computer is. That's where I'm recording this from right now. Uh, that's where Sarah gets her sewing done. That's where we do paperwork, that kind of thing. Um, our house before this, when we were living in Nashville, was pretty much the same kind of thing. It's pretty much how we had it set up. The formal living was the office, so forth and so on. And we have one of our bedrooms that was pretty much dedicated to the nursery instead of the playroom just because of, at the time, you guys know how this is, babies need, they don't need, but sometimes it's helpful for them to have kind of their own private space, um, dark room, whatever, so that the other kids aren't waking them up. Right on, yeah. So Bobby, what's y'all's situation like before, yeah, before we is, dig into uh, ideals and stuff? Let's Let's find out where you guys are. Sure, 24-something, 2,400-something, I don't remember, maybe 60. Um, we have three bedrooms, uh, master, and then two, I guess, satellite bedrooms, would you call them? Uh, one of the satellite bedrooms is pretty big, um, so from a square footage standpoint, a lot of it's in there. Uh, and then we have a, a bonus room, and this bonus room is above the garage, and it's huge. Um, it, it It's like... It's the playroom, and it's where the kids can go on a rainy day or at nighttime or even in the morning before Catherine and I are ready to get out of bed. They'll go there and play with some of their toys and stuff like that. Uh, so it works well for us, although it's so big, sometimes I wish it was partitioned, uh, which I think we may have talked about that in the bedroom show. Um, but, you know, this is a, a relevant, obviously, topic because that's something I'm thinking about. I'm like, okay, here's – I have this much square footage. It's 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 in this format or then this layout. What if I could shift this many, you know, um, square feet into a different type of livable space? Yeah. And that's typically a lot that I think about with the, with the bonus room. And then all of our living areas, downstairs, kitchen, and whatever you call it, uh, you know, living room, and we have like a – I don't even know what you'd call our, what's that front room on the right that we have? It's not really, oh, man. it's also open, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's not a sitting room. Yeah, something like that. So A uh, solarium. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, yeah. When I go to the Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> I love that voice, man. I love that voice. It's my Hamptons voice. <laughs> so, so let's go back, yeah. let's go back to the size issue a little bit on, you know, what you need, and we can't define this, right? Nobody can say, yep, if I had 3,200 square feet and five bedrooms, I would be happy then. No, because it's all based on layout, and also the grass is always greener. You're going to be thinking, yeah, I've got 3,200 now, but if I had 3,500, that would solve all my needs. It doesn't work yeah. like that, I don't think, personally. 
Yeah, when we used to rent, I mean, that's a good point. We used to rent a house very comparable in square footage, but it had four bedrooms, and I like this house for our family. We actually, and we only had, I guess we had two kids, then three kids in that house, um, but I like this house better, and we only have three bedrooms. So, I mean, there there you go. I mean, it's not necessarily about bedrooms. It's about layout, you know? Yeah, and we'll get there. But staying on the space topic for a, for a sure. second, yeah, yeah, let yeah. me throw this out there. Can you have a house that's too big? Bobby, have you met anybody who's like, man, this house is just kind of overwhelming us and it's not working for us? I'm sure it's kind of a pipe dream to throw that out there. Like that, that would be a nice problem to have. Until no, I can certainly, I can certainly think of that. I mean, I can think of folks that, uh, for me, that the easy thing that, that comes to mind is, um, I'll use the term empty nesters. You know, they, they've, they've run the race. They've, their kids are grown up. They've gone to college, whatever. And now they've got three or four empty bedrooms and all the space that you do have to cool and you have to heat in the winter and cool in the summer and you have to, you know, maintain and clean. And, you know, so I could see where that'd be like, yeah, I know, you know, but I could also see it for a family, you know, it's, I think it depends on the personality of the family and wanting that, the, the, you know, I know I want a certain closeness. I don't want to have to, uh, I don't want my kids to be able to retreat, you know, 20 yards away to a different wing <laughs> if, uh, you know, I want them to be close to us. So I, I'm kind of digressing there a little bit, but, you know, I, I could see, to answer your question, yeah, I could see where a house would be too big. So we've got some close friends here in town and they're thinking about moving. They've got three kids, so a family of five, and they're essentially downsizing. And I'm thinking, what? It would be great. Not, And you're right. You don't want to throw your kids into a different wing of the house, but my buddy, he's got kind of his man cave and the kids have the basement. And then upstairs, they've got kind of this open space that almost almost seems like a, a giant reading nook or a little library or something like that. It's really cool. It's layout. Um, it really doesn't indicate how big it is. I think it's like 5,000 square feet. It's a big house. And wow. one reason they're moving is because it's a lot to maintain for them. Yeah. It, it, there's just so much going on. And the thing is, when you've got a bigger house, there's more to clean, and there's more to fix when something breaks. Right now, I'm dealing with this stupid little electrical issue. I think I've got a bad outlet, which meant that the outlets behind it have also gone bad. It's just kind of dumb. And I'm thinking to myself, in context of this, if I had twice as many outlets, I would have twice as many problems. <laughs> so it's not just you know the heating cost, the cooling cost. It's the cleaning thing. I mean, when do you bring in a cleaning service? And that's more money. And budget's always a concern with larger families too, right? It, it's yeah. the whole kit and caboodle of like, Okay, I'm not going to wish for a 5,000 square foot house now that I've seen them do this. And it's not like they're, they're, they're not living in a bad situation at all. They actually love their house, but they're just wondering if it makes more sense to find a better layout, to find something that's just a little bit more practical for their situation. Um, but it, it makes me second guess going, I want as much square footage as I can possibly get. Again, for me, kind of the grass is always greener. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we, we experienced that notion when we or I think a lot of people experience that notion when they go from renting to owning, not to say that owning is not the way to go. I, I would say owning, uh, you know, or having a mortgage, I guess is the way to go, but that's a different show. My point is when you rent, you typically can rely on your landlord for stuff like that, you know? And so oh, yeah. a lot of times when you're a renter and you've rented for a long time, I was in this boat. I was like, Oh, I can't wait till we save up the money to get the house. Da 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 da. 
and then but our sink our incinerator broke the disposal broke and i didn't have to do anything i called my landlord and he had someone come out in about 10 minutes now the, the same thing happened here when we first when we bought this current house and you know went to ownership if you will and it broke and i was like oh i can't call him <laughs> I have to fix this. I don't know how. I have to YouTube this. <laughs> you know, so just the whole grass is greener thing, you know. Right, right. But, I mean, you can have too small of a house, I think, too. You know, so kind of going back to the tiny house thing. At, at some point, you know, almost think about the bell curve, right? In my situation, 5,000 square feet is probably on that extreme. 500 square foot is on the other extreme. Let's, right, let's cut those sure. edges off. And if we had to, because of budget, or because of, you know, if we were living in New York City, there's no way we would find something reasonable for us that would be 2,600 square feet. Uh, we've talked about Jim Gaffigan on the show and his show that he does that's kind of roughly based on his family. It shows what their living situation is like. And it's not 2,600 square feet and he's got five kids. So let's say it's 1,500 square feet. Well, it's, it's kind of relative too, right? So if you're more used to, because your neighbors are and your other family friends and friends and family are uh, used to going outside and taking advantage of parks and other rec centers and that kind of thing, well, that means that you're probably not spending as much time within your four walls as maybe somebody who's living in the suburbs. You know what I mean? Like, so there, there's sure. that balance. So, you know, 1,500 square feet could probably work in some situations or 3,500 square feet probably works in a lot of situations for, for some people, again, either based sure. on budget or societal stuff or whatever. Yeah. But it's just sure kind of interesting to look at the larger and the smaller uh, dynamics on something like that. All right, let's move on. Number two, ideal layouts. Man, if there's one thing about your house, Bobby, now I know y'all haven't been there for too long, but if there's one thing you could change, what would it be from a layout perspective? We've thrown out a couple of things so far, but pick pick the biggest one. Um, gosh, the first thing that comes to my mind is a bigger garage, but um, but layout. You're talking layout. Um, I would think well, yeah, that'd be a factor I, too. Yeah, sure. I mean, for me, it's, I don't know what it is. Why, why builders in the last twelve years didn't make garages deeper? I just need it to be a little deeper so I can get a car in there a lot easier. Your garage is amazing, by the way. Um, but your house is older too. It How, is older. When was your house built? 88. So yeah, in the eighties, man, they were all about garages and then they, then they started <laughs> giving us more square footage for the inside, but less on the garage. Of course, this is coming from the man, right? <laughs> Catherine would probably disagree with me. I guess the first, the thing I mentioned earlier, potentially killing some of the square footage in that playroom bonus room and partitioning it into some other livable space or maybe probably bedroom space uh, we we could really use some sort of a dedicated nursery uh for the babies because when we have a baby the baby kind of has the one of uh, one of the two satellite bedrooms and then that other satellite bedroom just becomes just filled with every other kid in the house right um because we talked about how the baby needs their their own space you know once they're past the whole bassinet by mommy by yeah. the bed thing you know what i mean so that that's my first thing off the top of my head i guess i gotcha i gotcha and that's an interesting point too because it's not like you're saying i need a a whole nother bedroom you don't need another you know complete full-blown bedroom in your house yeah but wouldn't it be nice if you had like just a bigger closet that would maybe hold a crib and you yeah. could just shut the door and that would be a separate space yeah, we're already talking about when we have our fifth, or God willing, if we hey. if, if we can, 
Um, That's that not an plan. announcement. Uh, no, it's not an announcement, but it is it is a plan. Um, I'm going to lose my closet. Like, Daddy won't have a closet anymore because it's going to become probably a infant room or a, you know, a six-month to 18-month bedroom. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So, it is what it is, but that's and that's because we want Ava, our girl, to be able to have her space in a room. She's our only girl, and, you know, the other three boys can... They can fight it out or sleep in the backyard for all I care. <laughs> they would probably love that. <laughs> they would, right? <laughs> Show yeah. me your bedroom, Lucas. It's under the stars, Lance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, look at the porch. I put some stuff on the porch. Dad got me some mulch. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but again, talking about the bedroom thing, that's you brought up a good point. The gender thing. So you've got one girl and a bunch of boys right now. Well, the girl... If you would like her to have her own space, that's kind of a different thing. We talked about that in bedroom arrangements. If you do want to go listen to that, go check out aboveaverageshow.com slash 16, because it was episode 16. Again, aboveaverageshow.com slash 16 to listen to that one. That was a long time. It was just 16. It seems like yesterday, but that was that's a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Time flies yeah. when you're having fun. All right, so. <laughs> well, what about you? You need to answer yeah, that question. I, I'm trying to think, how would I answer that? For me... And honestly, for Sarah, because this is who who I would consult with if we changed anything like this, you know, let's pretend like we're building a new house because I don't know that it's practical at all to change it just with our current setup. But if we were building a new house, the number one thing that we would do is actually put the bedrooms away from the living space. Right now, the girl's bedroom is pretty much over the living room where the TV is, the nice couches, and that's where we hang out. And uh, that living room kind of adjoins to the kitchen. It's kind of open floor plan-ish, right? So from the kitchen, you'd be able to see the TV and interact with people and you kind of sit at the bar, which is in between the two spaces. So you've got the girl's bedroom, which is over the living room. And then next to that, you have the playroom, which is kind of over the kitchen-ish. So those two rooms where the kids are playing a lot and thumping a lot and jumping yeah. off bunk beds and all that stuff, that's right above where we do most of our living. And man, doesn't it sound like they're coming through the ceiling when they fall when or we when they first jump? Moved, when we first moved here, Sarah was like, Lance, I think something is wrong. I think they're actually going to come through the ceiling. And I'm like, baby, there's, there's no way. But it did get to the point where it happened often enough, and especially if two kids would, say, jump off the top, <laughs> the top bunk, yeah. which is not safe and not recommended by above average, but it happens. <laughs> but there were times when I'm thinking, oh, hang on, are they really going to? bust through is that possible somehow no it's not so loud it sounds yeah. like it it's crazy absolutely so anyway that's the one thing that i would change the thumps and the thuds that annoys us but then you know if it is after bedtime and we have company over well we have to kind of keep it cool down there we can't you know play a movie loudly or we can't do whatever because of course the same kind of thing it's going to go back up to them mm-hmm. so going back to what you were saying about you know not wanting to put the kids in a different wing of the house or anything crazy it still would be nice to have the layout slightly situated differently. Yeah, kind of switched up. I, I get that because that's something I don't have to deal with because our playroom is on – we're on this tri-level kind of thing where, where you go up the stairs and there's the playroom then you go up another set of stairs and that's all the bedrooms. And that's on the complete opposite side of the house as where we watch TV and hang out and have our couch time and stuff at night. Which is and what's above that is our master and the kids aren't in the master even you know even when we've put them to bed they're the bedrooms are not you know there so yeah uh, and I would say for our listeners if you guys are ever planning on building your quote unquote dream house 
uh, factor this stuff in. You know, I'm not saying a ranch house, a ranch style always makes sense. I don't think it would for us. I kind of like having the two stories. And when the kids do go upstairs, if they're quiet, it is nice having some of that separation. But if you're building a new house, think about that in the long term, especially if you have a bunch of children now. Chances are you're going to have a lot of grandchildren, what, 20 years from now or 30 years from now or 10 years Mm -hmm. from now, whatever it looks like for you. So if you're going to fill up your house with kids the way that you are, you're probably going to fill it up with grandkids. So something like having a separate area, a separate living space for kids may still make sense further down the road. Yeah, right on. A few other things. Um, One thing that I would change and I would love to have is a proper kind of mud room. You know, you see the little racks where people have the coats and the, the, they've got mm-hmm. the little cubbies for the mud boots and all that stuff. Uh, we've kind of got that. It's off the garage, but there's not near enough space in there. It's also our pantry and laundry room. So for it to be a storage space for the rest of the stuff, it just doesn't completely work. That's something that I would yeah. change. You know, the kids tracking in mud and dirt and whatever. That happens. It's inevitable. It doesn't freak us out, but that does mean that we have to then turn around and clean up the floor a little bit better more often. Yeah. Yeah, no, and we're, we have, you, I know what you're talking about, your little, that little area you have, I guess the one thing that thing that it does serve is the climate control. Cause you can't, if, if you wanted to, now granted with five kids, I'm sure that doesn't always happen, but yeah, both doors are you, wide open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But in essence, right. It could. Um, but I get what you're saying as far as the pantry and the laundry in there, it's, it can't be a full on mudroom. We have neither, you know, we have nothing. So when it's like a rainy day in the spring or the summer and it's not actually raining, but the ground's wet, man, our, our front foyer, that area. I'm sorry. Did you say foyer? Can, foyer? Oh, okay. Did I say thank, foyer? thank you. I mean, if you're going to do the accent earlier in the show, you might as well. Carry. Oh, so sorry. When I'm in my summer home, let's see. In the Hamptons. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that just gets destroyed with mud. Granted, it, it good thing it's hard. It's 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 nice that it's hardwood. We can kind of quickly mop over it, and it's it's good. But uh, anyway, yeah, I mud room would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while we're talking about the pantry stuff, I would say that if Sarah were here, she'd be tapping me on my shoulder, going, "Hey, um, a pantry." That's a must, like a proper pantry. It doesn't have to be anything fancy at all, but something that would have plenty of storage space. Because uh-huh. again, um, the above average family, and especially if you're uh, kind of, I don't want to even say penny pinching because you don't have to be penny pinching to budget wisely. Frugal. Right? But yeah, if you're just sensible about spending your money, well, you're probably Smart. doing some of the stuff that we talked about with, ooh, here's another throwback, Jenny Martin of Southern Savers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go listen to that episode if you haven't. We talked about a bunch of tips and tricks that you can do to maximize your family's food budget, um, including kind of buying in bulk and buying in advance. But if you buy in bulk, where's that stuff going? Hey, it's it's going to be thrown somewhere, right? And you only have so much cabinet space. But what if you had a pantry? Uh, so I think Sarah would love that. Another thing that would be ideal um, for an above-average family. Again, th- these are ideals. But something to be on the lookout for if you're buying a new house, if you're building a new house. Think about the bonus room. Bobby, you mentioned the bonus room, which is kind of your playroom. I would love for that bonus room to be somewhere where we could shut the door. Again, it's about sound, right? Shut the door, maybe make it a pseudo theater room. It doesn't have to be fancy or anything like that. Or we could put the piano in there and the kids could play musical instruments and not really affect what what's happening to the the rest of the household at that point see i want to put my kids uh, you're being kind i want to put them in velcro suits and i want the walls to be one side of the velcro and the kids full body <laughs> suits to be the other side of the velcro 
And if I ever get angry with them, I just kind of place them gently or maybe throw them up onto the wall and I'll see you later. <laughs> and you shut the door. You see? I mean, wouldn't that be fun? Now, they'd, you know, we'll make it a little spongy so that if they want, they can go and like do flips and then hang upside down for a little while. You know, we've seen these in the bouncy houses. That's what I'm wanting to do. So between the Velcro suits and having your kids sleep outside, like CPS is going to be knocking on your door right after we release this episode. Somebody's going to be like, I don't know about this Bobby dude. It's my challenge to get them to listen to the show. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> um, I would throw out one more piece of the idea layout before Bobby, if you've got any that you would throw out. Well, actually, you threw this one out and I forgot and I just made the note. This one was brilliant. Putting the laundry room near the bedrooms. Wouldn't that make the most sense? Yeah. Absolutely. My my dear wife, who does most of the laundry, I, I should probably go ahead and say all of the laundry, but it's okay because we've got different chores that, we, that we've split up, so don't hate me. I help her in many other ways. Um, but she does all the laundry, and I was just thinking, our situation is actually not bad, but I was imagining if the laundry was on, oh, like you, like you guys, Sarah has to carry all the laundry upstairs. Well, or I'm you, sure maybe you do. I do. Or you yes, both do. I, I get to. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, but your your laundry room is right by your garage and all the bedrooms are on the complete opposite side of the house and upstairs. Yep. So there is that stinks. There's very little value in that. I mean, we're talking about things like, well, that happens to be where the water and the electrical are. So, you know, I guess that was convenient when they were building the house or when you buy a new washer or dryer. Yeah. It's just right in off the garage. But that happens once every six years, eight years, whatever, um, as opposed to the laundry that sometimes literally never stops all day long, especially if you're doing cloth diapers. Shout out to the cloth diapering crazy people out there like my wife. I love you, Sarah. (laughs) Your washing machine is just going all the time. And the, the trip's running up and down. Fortunately, in our case, Katie Beth, who's eight and a half now, uh, she's old enough where she started doing some of her own laundry, including folding and putting away and even getting Mary or Luke, who are uh, four and five, I guess five and four, respectively. They they get really excited that they can help each other out and they go, teamwork time, teamwork time. And they'll grab, <laughs> two of them will grab either side of the laundry basket and then haul it up the stairs. So it's kind of nice having the pack mules around a little bit who are uh, not shy about about getting into some of that. But yeah, the, nice. the general idea of, hey, let's build a house. What if we did this? Where would the laundry room go? It would go near the bedrooms. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Number three, let's move on. Yes. This, this, this is also another ideal for me. And this is actually the number one thing about our house, the yard, our yard. Man, I, I can't toot my horn about my house in a lot of ways. It's great. It's it's something that we're grateful for. We're appreciative of. It's wonderful. But we say all the time, we liked the house when we saw it, but we bought this home for the yard. The yard is just killer. We've got a giant patio, plenty of yard space. It's laid out well. Um, it doesn't really shaded. need a fence. It's shaded, not shady. Uh, we, <laughs> well, I just, hey, I, I, I wasn't going to go there, but uh, I've been tilling a space for our garden. Our garden is going to be killer this year. We've got space nice. for the trampoline, the playset. It's just wonderful. And if you've got a bunch of kids, you know, from what March until November, you spend a lot of time outside if you possibly can at all. And that's what our family does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll I will I will echo you and 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 say that I have yard envy for your yard. It's pretty nice, man. But yard in general is is a big thing. Uh, we're we're pleased with our yard. The funny thing is, our we have a pretty 
nice backyard. Yeah. But it's um it's private. I really it's do like private. That. Yeah, it's private. So the thing is it's the kids want to be wide open and and around all the other kids. The way our neighborhood set up is we end up we discovered this last summer. We kept trying to push ourselves to the backyard because that's where the back porch is, where I keep the grill. It's like private. It's like a lot of tall trees. It's green space. We ended up putting a trampoline back there, which is cool. Um, but we live in this cul-de-sac that kind of fades into this other cul-de-sac, almost like this double cul-de-sac thing, which is just a dream come true for kids. Um, so anybody that comes down the street lives on the street. No one else really needs to. And all the other kids in the neighborhood, which we discovered there are quite a few, they all just kind of go outside in the front. So last summer we realized, well, we like our backyard, but we don't go back there much. We ended up, and I think you, you were here for one of those first times, but we, we pulled some tables out into the front. We have a nice front yard too. We got this really beautiful oak tree and it's big and it shades a lot. And we just hang out in the front yard now because we can see all the houses and all the kids and they're roaming all over the place. Um, so when you told me you were going to do that before I saw it, I was like, front yard, really? Yeah. So I, I don't know, whoever's listening may be thinking the same thing. Like it, for me, it is kind of weird to hang out in the front yard. Our neighborhood doesn't do that. You never see anybody just hanging out in the front yard. It's definitely a backyard neighborhood. That's not to say people are rude or uh, yeah. standoffish or anything like that. They're not. It's just very, you hang out in your backyard. Yeah. It's unique. Yeah. So when but you it said you we're going to do that, it totally worked, man. Especially like even pulling the tables out, it made it very communal feeling. And I think some of it yeah. has to do with the cul-de-sac thing that you're talking about. It brings right. people out naturally because that's where the kids are riding the bikes. And just all that jazz. But it works out really, really well for y'all. Speaking of which, the lights that I helped you put up in the tree, how long did they stay up? Because they looked... They're still up. No way. I left them up. Yeah, I've left them up all year. They don't. To me, they don't look bad. Well, and Catherine hasn't said a thing, so bam. <laughs> right. You know, and we're about to start using them again. Um, so I'll, I, I am interested to see how they've weathered because uh, they, are, they are supposed to be like the heavy-duty all-weather lights. But when I plug them in... If they all light up, that'll be a bonus win. You know, so, yeah. I didn't take the bulbs out or anything. So, so I say lights. I mean, don't think, don't think Christmas lights. Think I'm watching a show on NBC about people hanging out in their yard, and it's beautiful, Paris and lights, it's almost yeah. cocktail soiree. They're beautiful, and the way that they're hung through the tree, they kind of drape a little bit. It just looks really cool. Puts out great light. It's just a really neat vibe, and again, it works in your front yard, which is kind of. Yeah. I, I almost would have to see it, you know, to, to completely understand it and appreciate yeah. it, but it works. But the point being there for both of us, just yard is, is a big thing with lots of kids. Uh, like you said, having them outside is a huge thing. It, it, it helps the sanity, especially for mom and, you know, keeping, I mean, it's hard to keep the house clean and if you can get them outside and not dirty and, and destroy your home, you know, yeah, so just sending the, the kids year, outside to eat lunch. Or having family dinners outside. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah you don't feel but like you get to talk to your time. spouse. You actually might get to talk without there being yeah. so much like surrounding noise of, of of wonderful, joyful children. But that joy is is so wonderful when you can hear it just through that window pane. Yeah. That's that's very poetic. Very nice, Bobby. Now I will say that our our house in Nashville did not have a great backyard. And we threw the kids out there, but it's not like we hung in our back, backyard, the way that we do with this one, the way that you guys do at your house. And our front yard, it, it just didn't really work. So we wanted to spend more time outside, but it just didn't really happen. 
as opposed to this house where it does. I would say though that if you've got a less than awesome yard, look at different options that you've got maybe until you eventually do buy that house that works for you. Um, I know of a family here in Owensboro who moved recently. They've got four boys. I want to say they were like nine and under and they were all baseball players. And I mean, imagine it, right? You've got half of a baseball team. They're wanting to constantly play pitch and catch, work on their bunting, whatever it is. They had a good size house, but their yard was tiny. Like as in not enough room to pitch a baseball, not enough room to run around like crazy. I mean, it was just this little fenced off, cordoned off area. And because of that, they virtually lived at the park, which was not far away. So it's almost like what I talked about, you know, if you lived in New York City, how would you make that work? You'd have a smaller house. You wouldn't have a yard. Chances are. Um, But if you lived nearby a park, that's one way to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the yard front, kind of going back to what's ideal for you as far as space, square footage, factor in the yard too. Um, Actually, if you use Zillow and you've been looking at houses, Bobby, I don't know if you guys did this for your house. There are all kinds of filters that you can set in there. You can set the price, minimum number of bedrooms, maximum number of whatever, all that stuff. You can also put in there how big you want the lot size to be. And that's something that we did when we were looking for this house in Owensboro. We said, look, we don't want the standard eighth of an acre plot or whatever it is. We didn't want that tiny thing. We needed something a little bit bigger because we knew we'd be kicking the kids out all the time. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So it it comes down to how you prioritize things, whether it's the yard or square footage or number of bedrooms or whatever. Right. I mean, I think that's the crux of it. Yeah. I mean, and whether you, whether you're choosing to live in a city or more urban area or more suburban area or more of a farmland, even further out of the city. And and there's so many factors when choosing a house. And I was just thinking, I don't know if we can consider this the close here, but a lot of these things may be a trade-off. You know, if you want, if you have a certain amount of, if you have a budget for a home and you can only afford, you know, a thousand square feet, the closer you get to the city, but you can afford 1500 to 1800 as you move further out. And maybe even as you get further out, but how far is your commute? You know, there's so many things to consider. Maybe you can get the big yard, but you're not going to, you're not going to have the big garage. You know, Bobby, if you, you want your kids to be able to play outside, then you're going to have to live with the small garage, Bobby. And, you know, and that, that's kind of where you know, this house has a great mud room, but it, the, the bonus room's right above where you're going to be, where the kids are going to be playing. So I think we've covered a lot of those things. You know, you really just have to prioritize to what's more important to you and, and what works for your family. And I think we should also state that you may be in your home and you're going to be there for a long time and you're just making it work. And we're glad you listened to the show. We're certainly not saying that anybody should be unhappy with where they're at. It was just more of a, you know, how's the format work for you and how do we all relate as big as um, parents of big families and the craziness of, of shifting kids in and out and, and the flow of how a home works? We I'm in the boat of we're going to be here for a while. So I I got to I got to like it and make it work for us for as long as we can. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Would, would you have anything to add to that? No, man, I, I think you hit the nail on the head and it's all about finding that contentment with where you are. But at the same time, if you are thinking, OK, five years, 10 years from now, or a year from now, or I'm in the market right now. Yeah. How can you maximize that so that you will be content when you actually are in that new spot? Start thinking about it, start visualizing it now and make sure that some of these random things like the layout or the yard are an integral part of your checklist, not just the base number of bedrooms or the, 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 uh, however much you're paying per square foot or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if I, did I ever mention this on the show? One of the biggest selling points of the house we're in is for me, I don't know if I have or not, but it was the the attic fan. 
the whole house fan. You've told me personally. I don't know if you mentioned I know, that it's here. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so it's almost cool. comical. It's comical, yeah. Cool. Uh, no pun intended. Hey, hey, I'm a big fan of your fan. Oh, no pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We actually hope you enjoy all of our shows here on Above Average, but this has been episode 37. So if you want to point somebody to this episode, you can. It's over at aboveaverageshow.com slash 3737. Again, you can see everything else that we're up to, including the other episodes and all kinds of stuff at aboveaverageshow.com. And the last plug that I'll do is for our Facebook page. Be a part of the community over there and talk to us. Give us some feedback on the show. Share some interesting things, whether it's about your family or about big families in general over there. You can go to just Facebook and type in Above Average, or you can go to aboveaveragesshow.com slash Facebook, and it will point you right there. So anyway, thanks again for listening, and thank you for being Above Average. We'll see you all next time. Later. All right, you ready? Yeah. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne, here with Bobby Earhart. Hey, Bobby. What's going on? Uh, hang on. Stupid clock. Let me let it play its song real quick. We'll start over. <laughs> Is that... Are we starting over? We're going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big... <laughs> Stop licking my hand, dog. <laughs> God, this is why this takes so long. All right, three, two, one. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne, and I'm here with Bobby Earhart. Hello, Bobby. Yo, yo. What's Dude, up? What's up? How's life, man? It's good. This is. Uh, it, can we say it's take three on this? I think it'd be fun for them to know that. <laughs> we should put the other takes at the end. Maybe we will. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Wait, we, did, we didn't say any like rough words or anything there, did we? I'll edit them out. Dog, are you serious? Wait, is that? Let's say, we keeping this, this in. Is, this is like take four. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, no, we gotta leave that somehow. Somehow that has to be an outtake. She's like, Rrr. <laughs>